We strive to make this podcast and story a safe and inclusive place for as many listeners as possible. So if we've missed any content warnings, please feel free to let us know. Content warnings for this episode include mature themes, use of alcohol, incarceration of criminals, interrogation scenarios, pet death mention, description of a mass shooting, discussion of genocide, and description of genocidal terrorism. Imagine a world on the frontier where towns spring up and disappear as fast as natural resources are found and depleted. Where magic and technological advances are happening at such a rate, society can't keep up, allowing evil, misguided people to create abominations of nature. Imagine a world where bounty hunters with badges break the law to keep the peace, trying to protect those who live far outside the capital city. Now imagine amidst all this chaos, a door is opened, and into this world steps a being, the likes of which no one has seen for over a thousand years. Welcome to the Feywild West. Let's be legendary. So, you get there, given the distance you had already traveled in the morning, about midday when the ambush happened, yeah. uh, maybe a little before. So, you get to Airpike approaching on evening, like early evening. Right. Coming into town, up through, once you get to town, Malcolm slows the horses down a bit and says, I know I said once. We got to Airpike, but I'd much rather open this up inside the constable's office. Yeah, the less people know that's a thing, the better. So yeah, uh, not out in the street, in the constable's office. He actually takes you up, up the elevator. Oh, we're going to that constable, oh God. (laughs) Okay. I had in my horse. (laughs) We're fine, we're fine, we're fine. Do we still have to pay the two silver? Hooray. Small miracle. <laughs> See, we will take them here, we can get them. Yeah, exactly. And ride all the way up to the top to the main constable's office, the central district one constable's office. Got it. I think we were in here once. <laughs> I think you stopped in here once for like information or something. I did, yeah. Yeah. The place is a buzz of bustle, just paperwork going back and forth between departments. This is also, even though it is on the Upper Mesa, this is actually also the main prison, where the main prison is located. Got it. Technically, the prison is underneath, the, or like inside the, the Mesa. Mesa. Ooh, cool. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Malcolm takes you down through several doors and corridors. First, well, first he reports to the front desk, you know, says who he is, says who you are, says that he has prisoner transport and needs a secure room, and you guys are led down a couple of stories inside the mesa. So we got, like, rock walls, and those that look more... It, there are parts of it that are rock wall, 
but everything has metal supports and girders around, and also just keeping people separated from the rock wall, metal cross beams and stuff going along. Then there are also sections that are actual, like, set up as proper rooms with wood floors, walls. You're led down a couple of rock hallways and eventually come to a more constructed section and are led into a room where someone is waiting for you, actually. Do we recognize them? You do not. Malcolm does. Actually, two people waiting for you, sorry. Okay. One wearing a constable's badge, one wearing a DMP badge. Okay. What do they look like? Uh, The one wearing a constable's badge is a dwarven woman. No beard. Aww. She has curly blonde hair, a very serious expression on her face. Okay. And the man wearing the DMP badge is taller, closer to your height, Talia. Okay, mm. so like in human, I'm assuming. Yeah, human. Okay. Yep. Human, dark brownish hair, this ironic smile kind of like always on his face. Shortcut leather jacket. Okay. And leather pants. Got it. I like the aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm nods kind of, kind of deeply towards the dwarven woman and then just kind of a more sharp nod to the to the DMP member. I lift, I, I lift my two fingers to the DMP and just do like kind of a Mm-hmm. with a hat, like. I'm sorry, Chief Constable, I didn't uh, expect to see you here. Talia Gray, Zoli Narjant, this is Chief Constable Sarah Kremen. Comment allez-vous? The Reaper and the Wander and White at your service. <laughs> the human laughs a little bit. I had heard you two had joined up. Recent. But yeah. And, and the voice in his ear says, and here we are. Heard about that too. <laughs> I, do, uh, I am not. This is the look- constant? Sorry. No, th- this is the DMP member. Okay, okay. Yeah. No, and I'm not even looking. I'm just kind of. Hmm. <laughs> I don't have my mask on, so. He so. takes off his hat and does a bit of a, a droll bow. Captain James Wild. Nice to meet you. Likewise, I'm sure. And the dwarf woman speaks up. Constable Marcus, where is your prisoner? Yeah, can you please get her out of my house? Uh, yes. <laughs> he kind of looks apologetically to the constable. He takes out the doorknob. I can assure you this does not breach the security of this room. This was a unique arcane solution to a transport issue that was provided by these DMP members. And he walks over to a wall, turns and opens, showing the room. And Sarah looks not surprised, but just like her eyes narrow and is just like not happy with this. And the voice in area says, don't worry, it is quite safe. No reaction whatsoever. <laughs> and and Selena's like, oh. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. 
<laughs> James just whistles, impressed. <laughs> yeah. Well, ain't that a trick? Yep. Get her out of my house. And Whitman comes out. Uh, Malcolm, uh, oh, chief constable. Um, <clears throat> and he like straightens his vest a little bit. How do you do? The prisoner is inside as well as... Have have we gotten far into the report yet? No. We have the gnome too, right? Yeah, you do. Yeah. Okay, okay yeah. So you, you do have, brought the gnome. You brought the gnome, yeah. Still is he still unconscious? Because I'll just carry him. Still he's, unconscious and very fashionable. He's not unconscious. Still very fashionable? Still very fashionable. Oh, okay. Well, I'm still holding him. Okay. I think I even made him one of those glee candle laps that told the <laughs> So... Victoria is brought out, still tied up, gagged, and sat down in a chair. And Malcolm starts to elaborate on what exactly happened. How the two of you had questioned Victoria and managed to get out of her that somebody was coming in an attempt to rescue her. Having been made aware of this information, Malcolm thought it advisable to alter the state of transportation to which you two provided the means of the extra-dimensional house as a way to keep her away from those who would try to steal her. Upon traveling the next day, your transport was attacked, two members died after the ensuing battle. You were able to determine that the attackers were indeed members of the 42nd, and also members of some third-party organization that he is unaware of. Well, you're going to be aware of them since their branding is so good. <laughs> Upon securing of the one survivor... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hold him up. <laughs> and, I, and I van a white, like, gesture. <laughs> it's a brand new gnome. <laughs> you quickly made your way here and straight to this room. Please remove the dead people from my house. In time. I apologize. I do not want the dead bodies to be brought out in here. Okay. This is a room for a secure conversation and booking of dangerous felons. I think that, um, Talia, I, I think the dead bodies will be fine in our house for a little while. They are not going anywhere. Mm, all right. Maybe perhaps we can boil their skulls later. Kelly gets a weird grin on her face when she says that. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I had wanted some human bones to add to my collection. She looks at Sarah. <laughs> you are trying so hard. <laughs> Don't worry, I got I got one that if nothing else, I've got one. Cool. But not yet. You will see. And if she doesn't react to that then I do not know what to do. I don't think that she is actually a person. I think that she is actually a brick wall. <laughs> With a wig on. All right. I got two questions. One, how long before she's officially taken care of? And two, what's going to happen to this thing? And I point to the gnome. Both shall be interrogated and secured here in this facility. Depending on what we find out from the gnome, you say he was 42nd. Yeah. But you say he is also part of another organization. 
Oh, his nation's known as the Vanasi. Duh. Wait to see her reaction. Vanasi. I thought they all died. Nope, they are still at large. I can give you at least two places. Three. One, two, wait, no. One, two, three. I can give you at least three places that I know of that they've hit. Four. What's the fourth one? Well, which ones are you thinking of? Um, my hometown, but that's a little old. The Victoria Gresham House. Mm -hmm. Yours. Mm -hmm. And that was all I thought of. Jareth. And Jareth. So I can give you evidence of places that's they're still large. The most recent one was the uh, Gresham household in Blue Peak, where as soon as we took care of this, this woman, a member whose name I wrote down. Hang on. I wrote this down. And this number as well. I did. Jeremy Blaine. 045613 Private. She she actually takes that down. He burned the house down. He knew we were inside. I chased him down, started getting answers, but then he uttered the phrase. I just wrote that down. Why am I... I put my hand on my bag of holding like it's like, don't listen. I will die to preserve the natural order. It's a trigger for an amulet that they wear that basically incinerates them before they can get any information. Which is why this one doesn't have any clothes on. Because I'm paranoid. I have the amulet, if you would like it. It's currently in... I have it. A yeah. It's currently in holding space. So if anybody were to say that out loud, I don't know if you have to be wearing it. Or if you just need to be in the same room. So, so as soon as you're not in the room with one of these pricks, you can have it. What's the amulet? Yeah. I want to keep it. No. I want to keep it. I would appreciate having it. It is evidence. Evidence. Oh my god, we'll go out and kill someone. No, just... We'll go out and kill another one. They're gonna attack us anyway. Okay, and you can have it. Okay. I just wanted to blow something up. Okay. Alright. I'll reach in the bag of holding and I get out the ambulance. You're not in here. No, oh, not in here. Okay. No, because I don't... Cause right, 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 right. Sorry, that was Megzy. That was, that was Megzy being Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I just don't... In case... It, on the off chance... I, I, like, there's a chance that it just needs to be in the same area. <laughs> um. So when we go outside, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to somebody. Sarah goes over to a desk and presses a button kind of underneath it. And there's a, like, little buzz. And two guards come up to the door. Take this gentleman down to cell block number C. And they nod and take him away. As he's leaving, I, I make my eyes glow a little bit and like grin at him as he walks by. And a voice in his ear says, may the undertaker have mercy on your soul. But I know he will not. just he goes and Celine no no one else sees this but you know that Celine is going what the fuck there's <laughs> nobody being nobody is being affected by well me. I mean to be fair that guy was traveling around with a warlock so maybe he's used to some weird shit <sighs> just 
on the off chance. <laughs> but it is like, it's just like a, and then I give you a look and you give me a look back and we Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. it's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, now you can give her the amulet. All right, now I take out, uh, take out the amulet and I give it to her. She looks at it. Don't, don't say the thing, just in case. Nobody says the thing. James is kind of like leaning over her, looking at it. That's some mighty fine craftsmanship there. I know, that's why I wanted to keep it. You've got my guns. You can just look at them. Hmm. Something you recognize? I was just looking at the spell work on it. You can see the spell work? That was so. Huh. And it's just uh, enough to know that it's there. Hmm. Hmm. Très anyway. Are you able to discern um, uh, as the trigger is is um, activated? They need to be wearing it or just... Unfortunately, I can't tell. I can just tell that there is something there. Alright. Well worth a try. Interesting. Do, do the 42nd have access down here? <laughs> no. Because at Blue Peak, um, he represented himself as a representative of Walker and offered to get her out if she worked for them. Do you know if there are any other witnesses to this? <laughs> I do not. She didn't give up the information voluntarily. So, she was under the effect of a spell that compelled her to tell the truth. So we have the word of two bounty hunters. No offense. DMP bounty hunters. We have the word of two DMP members. That a woman under compulsion of a magical spell said that a member that a member of the 42nd that represented Walker himself came to this woman in her cell and told her that she would be freed. Well, I mean... You seem dubious. I merely have to look at this upon how it will be reflected in court. I have no doubt of this woman's guilt. It has been spread all across the district. But trying to bring down an organization such as the 42nd is going to take some doing. On it, don't worry. However, isn't there evidence in the fact that... I mean, we were attacked. You were attacked by five members of the 42nd that also show allegiance to a generally unknown third party. Tally gets a very weird look on her face. Unknown. It's on fucking campaign posters. I don't take your meaning. Yeah. Alright, never mind. My point that I was trying to make is I'm not look like uh, again, I understand you don't have enough evidence to go after the 42nd as a whole. Um, I'm just more worried about they were able to get to her in Blue Peak. What's to say they won't be able to get to her here? Because you didn't see what we saw. We were both in Yalden and in Blue Peak. And in Ubendale before that. We saw every single thing that this woman made. You are correct. I was not in either of those places. However, I was here before the expansion. 
I saw plenty in my time as a soldier for the expansion would have been the time of plague and orc hordes marauding okay. around. Yeah. Okay, great. So you've also seen some shit. My point is, I don't want the 42nd or whoever are after this woman to get their hands on her before she can be executed. Before she can be brought to justice. Yeah, I don't care what you've seen. You've, brought, you've definitely seen more than I have. My point is, she can do some real damage. I am sure she can, which is why we have our most secure sector reserved for people such as her. Nobody shall see her except top brass. When is she going to be executed? As soon as she can be put on trial. How long is that going to take? Not long, if I have anything to say about it. What is your definition of not long? Given the severity of these crimes, the public is in somewhat of an uproar about wanting to see her head on a platter. I so, agree with the public. So if I can find a judge tomorrow. Fantastic. All right, that works. Sorry, in other worlds, things like this take 90 days at the, at the minimum. <laughs> not that I would know. It's not like I'm a lawyer's daughter. <laughs> is that going to be public or is that going to be private? Likely public. God damn it. Here is another question. Have you seized their assets? The Gresham family estates. As they stand, they were willed to one Miss Gwendolyn Jendal. Oh, that is good. My concern being that if she has the amount of capital that she had to pull off the things that she did, then she has the capital to hire one a hell of a representative. As far as her representative, I cannot think of a lawyer who would want to take her case. Given that she has no assets, that they have all been willed away, there is no one she can pay to represent her. Someone will have to be appointed to her. Exactly. Fantastic. Or somebody who has a stake in her getting off. I see this in Night's Big Talia. There's not much we can do at this point. Like it or not, we are going to have to trust these people. We have done everything that we can. I reply in common. And if the 42nd hire a lawyer for her, they've got unlimited assets. But there's nothing I can do about that. Well, if she gets loose again, I'm just going to shoot her. There you go. If she gets loose from here, you'll have to wait in line. You forgive me, ladies and gentlemen, I'm exhausted. And I would really, really like my house back. So. She nods. Malcolm, take the house upstairs. Say you have bodies to be entered in as evidence. And two members that need burial detail. It'll be taken back to the morgue where you can extricate the bodies from their house. Victoria is still here. She is. She's just been sitting just quiet. And she's sitting at a table? Yeah. Okay. Before we go, I go up to the table and like lean on the other side, like 
she's across from me, mm-hmm. and I like lean on the other side, and I get like not really close to her face, but enough that she can hear me. I guarantee, if there's any chance in hell that you get out of this situation alive, and you step one fucking foot out of line, I will put a bullet through your head. And you had better hope that Talia gets to you first. Because I won't put a bullet through your head, but you will wish I would have. She doesn't say anything, but she looks back and forth between the two of you. Let's go get our house back. Alright, are we leaving the room? Yeah. Is Sarah staying in the room? Sarah is staying in the room. Fantastic. So as we are leaving, (laughs) I stop right before I get to the door and my head downs around. It looks quite out there. Seems like minor illusion. Nice to meet you. (laughs) Just dead stare. Dead, just like no reaction. The head turns back around, and then right behind her head is a bang. Oh my god, Celine! (laughs) Then she actually turns around. She opens her mouth and points to her. She she just like shakes her head. This woman has seen some shit. (laughs) Good try though. I didn't want to have to do this. Would you leave me no choice? Student loans! (laughs) And I turn around and walk out out of the room. What'd you do? I just put the most frightening idea I could think of in her head. (laughs) Was she the only one that stayed in there, or did the other... James follows you guys out. Oh, all right. (sighs) What gives? (laughs) As soon as we are out of earshot. She's been chief constable for, I believe, 150 years. Oh, so a a desk cleric is is not... uh, He just sees them all the time. I think it's less that you're a death cleric and more that she's probably seen... She's seen everything twice. (laughs) Oh, good try, honey. How, many, how long has she been? And I definitely look bummed out. I really wanted to scale somebody today. <laughs> At least 150 years. 150, okay. <sighs> I pat her on the head. It's alright. Now, keep in mind, that's an elected position. She hasn't lost an election. Good on oh. <laughs> Okay, I run back in and I say, Jelly Mandling! What? Gerrymandering? What's that? Gerrymandering is when they rewrite districts to in like 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 voting districts so that different a different side will win. Oh So it's like oh really scare her gerrymandering. <laughs> no, okay. It was a dumb, dumb joke. So I have uh, never met someone that I could not scare. Well now you have. You've met your match. So, uh, Captain James Wilde, was it? Ah. Uh-huh. You stationed here, or...? You could say that. Sorry, we're new to this whole DMP system, so... Oh, well, yes, I, I guess I suppose I only 
heard of your joining, what, about two weeks ago? Yes, that is about when we joined the Don't Make Progress. I mean, the Dead Man's Promise. <laughs> yeah, we joined up in Ubendale. Okay. Jo- Joshua? Joshua. Joshua Weldon in uh, one of the offices. He's a good one. You should give him a raise. <laughs> He's the one that convinces. I uh, know one. He is a good one. I know of him. Uh, well, proper introductions then. I am Captain James Wilde, head of the DMP. Oh. Pleasure to meet you. I probably shouldn't have made that don't make a progress <laughs> joke then, should, should, should I? <laughs> so, this is Big Boss. Yeah. He is. Wow. <laughs> okay. And I suddenly am like, oh shit. <laughs> Fire right I'm off going the bed. to get fired or put down, put down desk duty or something terrible. Actually, yeah, she's like, stop. I really shouldn't have made that joke then, shouldn't I? It's fine. It's been made before. Really? <laughs> oh, you poor thing. Haven't I it? thought I made that up. I thought I was so clever. You are clever. It's okay, honey. Mm. What time okay. is it? And you got an early evening, so it's approaching probably eight by this point. Oh, can we please go get a drink, Dahlia? After we get the... Oh, yes, after we get our house back. Yes. Please, can we We go get a drink? Please, can we go get drunk? So you guys are brought up. The bodies are exhumed from your house. Is, is, um... Whoopi-Doo still with us? Uh, Malcolm? No, the, the big boss. Oh, yeah. James. James. Yeah. Yeah. Hang out with so him. I have a question. Mm. Is have you always been the boss? No, I took up the position about five years ago. Oh, okay. So you didn't come up with the name. No, that would have been. That was a long time. That ago. was a long time ago. Lord Marshal. Lord Marshal Gallen Van Alden. On his deathbed, the frontier was just starting out. Nexton had just been settled, and there were issues with everything from wild animals to orc bands and bandits. And as his last law that he passed, he promised that there would always be someone to watch out for his fellow man on the frontier. Ah, that makes more sense than uh, what I was thinking. Out of curiosity, what were you thinking? You know, things that someone promises after they're dead. <laughs> well, I can't say joining was exactly a... It was a bumpy first assignment. Assignment, in quotations. Really, we had hoped to just beat you to everything. <laughs> okay, that wasn't exact. I didn't start out doing that. It just kind of happened a couple of times. Yes, but then, but then a pe- com- couple people off in Villevale, which yes. I gotta go apologize for. And then we were just so good at it, we were just like, hey, let's beat them every time. Well, you certainly caught us at an interesting time. Have you thought about putting up posters, like recruitment posters, with two very attractive people on them? Could be, could be a good marketing tool. Just saying. <laughs> Perhaps after the results of the election. Oh shit, the election. Tell you gets a dark look on her face. When is it going to be? How, right. how, long, how long until the end of the... Uh... Uh, what month is it? It's, it's Moon of Fire right now. 
We got two more months. So it will be. Uh, wait, no, three, Sarah. So Dilling's a month of fading. Uh, As in, might speak three months is plenty of time. Honestly, right now that election's looking about pretty even. Oh, really? You got most people in the cities. Well, honestly, cities are pretty split, actually. Some hear horror stories off the frontier. Things that are outside, and he puts in air quotes, outside the natural order. They get all scared. Mm-hmm. Then you got those that see the way things have been going and think that it's fine. You know, most of the uh, scientific community lining up with Van Alden. The smart people. Uh, for the most part. You got some brains on the other side as well, but hmm. Van Alden's been doing pretty good about progressing the technologies. So, the Van Alden that's in power right now is a descendant of... Of the original Galen Van Alden, yeah. Okay. Hmm. So, you want to get a drink with us, or you have other business to attend to? <laughs> I'm really w- good at karaoke. Tell you what. Come with me back to the main office. I got some fine whiskey. Yay. Sold. Did I get my house back? Yep. Good. And blood off. Marcus, Whitman, and Bradley bid you adieu. <laughs> Pleasure to work with you, gentlemen. <clears throat> Stay safe. Did I scare I saw one that's in? Yes, you did. Oh, okay. You mm-hmm. scared Malcolm pretty damn good. No, but did I, is there any ones that I didn't scare? Never mind. I don't remember. I know Malcolm and you had like one of those long conversation sort of things. Freaked him out something good. <laughs> <laughs> he also very much confused him about the whole you and I being yes it... together. And they get a son, which was even funnier. Yes. Like, just, yeah, poor Malcolm. <laughs> Pleasure riding with you. And with you. Try not to get blown up. <laughs> I think I might avoid prisoner transport duty for a while. <laughs> when the voice says in, in his ear, Maisie Undertaker, watch over you. You're almost Look. used to it after a couple of days. Almost. I don't know how you do that. It, it helps. Do what? It helps that she's got a really good personality. And a great set of boobs. They're not that great. <laughs> They're actually kind of small. <laughs> It pokes him. <clears throat> Shall we, honey? All right. <laughs> Lift up my arm. Would you let him? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We're trash at this. All right. So All right. we follow our boss, apparently. Yep, your boss. That's how you get... Uh, I say nice, but that's how you get promotions. You go drinking with your boss. Yeah! Tell you, would be in a great mood, but is not in any way, shape, or form in a good mood. Don't worry, I'll get you in a good mood later. <laughs> I say in night speech. Three goddamn months. It's plenty of time, Talia. Is it? Yes. I don't have the, I don't, are you saying this in night speech? Of course. Okay. I'll continue in common. We'll talk about it later. Yes, it is probably best. (laughs) 
Looking for affordable games and gaming accessories made in Wisconsin? Check out our friends at geekfoundry.net and their line of unique gaming products. With items ranging from handmade gaming accessories to one-of-a-kind props, Geek Foundry sources as much of their material locally as possible and puts a focus on quality over quantity. Geek Foundry is a local minority-owned LGBTQ friendly online store. Visit them today at geekfoundry.net. Thanks for the support. Wild leads you pretty much across the street from, or across what is essentially a square right. from the main constable building to another building that is almost as ostentatious as the main constable building. Almost as ostentatious? Almost. Not quite. And he leads you up a couple of floors to a large office. Now there's one big main desk. There's uh, bookshelves uh, all around it. And there's actually what looks to be a large window that actually looks out over the edge of the mesa. Oh, okay. And in front of the window is what looks to be a very clean, organized tinker's desk. Hmm. Come on in. And he motions to two chairs. Have a seat. Thank you. I kind of flop down, like... (laughs) Hard day's ride. It's more been like an odd week and a half chasing this woman all over the district. Ubendale, to Villevale, to Yaldon, back to Ubendale, to Blue Peak, back (sighs) to Airpike. Huh. He takes out a bottle of golden liquid. Mm. and pours three glasses. <laughs> Both of our eyes get big. <laughs> like, oh, alcohol. Alcohol, yeah. <laughs> We've got some in the house, but I'm not gonna go get it. Yeah, no, he <laughs> passes a glass each to you. Thank you. Salut. <laughs> I knock it back. Yep. Put it down. <sighs> that is good. Oh, that is nice. Finest stuff in the district. Well, now, the two of you two of have us. been uh, all over quite recently. Indeed we have. Hazan siblings in Blue Peak. The Red Tree Gang. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Town in Villevale. Yeah. Now, Miss Gresham. We've been busy. That's an understatement. Some of my best members don't get up to as much as you. Money can be a powerful motivator, but uh, in this case, well, this one was a little more personal. Not a fan of undead, if you know what I mean. I've taken out my cows and I'm shuffling them. Oh, yeah. Not a fan of someone deciding that they have dominion over death. There also seems to be a lot more problems popping up. That's a trend we have been noticing as well. I'm telling you, Postdeals with very attractive people on it that will get recruitment up. Well, recruitment or not, I'd go for months without a job. And just have to be out in the wilderness for a little while. But we've been getting 
job on top of job, sometimes two at a time. The Zen siblings and uh, Victoria Gresham, those are around the same time. It was a toss-up between which to choose. You go off to a missing woman or a mass murderer. Turns out they're both. I just hope we made the right decision. Well, I can't speak to that. But there have been other things popping up that you two haven't been able to take care of. Such as? Such as, to the south, I had a couple of members take out some kind of large wolf-like creature. The way they described it has some kind of control over the elements. We got some strange reports coming up from 3rd District. Though we don't hear much in general. Got a couple reports of towns disappearing underneath the sands. To the east in the 2nd District, we have reports of odd forests springing up and disappearing. And in our eastern sector, Crankshaft has gone from a barely holding on little coal mining town to suddenly booming with all sorts of mineral riches. Hmm. Really? Oh, uh, you hadn't heard that? Well, we... Uh, we heard a little bit. Well, when we were in the crossroads last... The lovely individual at the DMP's office, I say that with an extended eye roll, informed us after some prodding. There might have been orc raid sightings down there, but we didn't hear anything about a boom. Well, it's that old gnome crankshaft had apparently been trying to keep a lid on just how well off he'd been doing, but it kind of, the seal kind of broke about three days ago. Ooh. We might need to send Raven another word. That would not be a bad idea. Wild? Wild. Yeah. Wild is talking. I am looking at him, juggling my cards, and I flip one over. Hmm. And now, on top of all of this, what you got there? I'm just seeing what kind of person you are. Cards. Hmm. Interesting. On top of all of this? What's interesting? (laughs) (laughs) I drew three cards and wondering what kind of person you were, and my deck told me the King of Swords, someone with power and authority, of course. Judgment. Inverted. Judgment inverted means overwhelm. And the Four of Swords inverted means trying to do everything at once by yourself. So, overworked. (laughs) I thought cards were for telling fortunes. Would you like me to tell your fortune? Not particularly. I prefer to make my own, thanks. Hmm. I lift up my empty glass. Here, here. As I was saying, <laughs> on top of all of this, now you come and tell me that the Benassi are starting to make a comeback. I believe they have been making a comeback for quite some time, but finally their excellent branding is taking off. 
We've been dealing with Venasi on and off for a while, it seems. My first encounter with them was 19 years ago, and I take out retribution, and I show them the bud. Three individuals came into my community and murdered everyone. There's a report on it. It was around near Ilden, between Ilden and Clearwater, a little community near the mountains. A couple years past that, this one's community, outside of Blue Peak near the Can Farms, encountered a attack of undead through fog. The undead attacked, killed as many as they could. Then uh, some strangers rolled into town and all the undead were cleared with the Venasi symbol stuck on the side of the building. I flip over another card. There's another report right outside of Clearwater of two individuals dying in a fire. That symbol on the side, orphan their son. There have been other sightings that I need to get my hands on specifically. But the latest one that I can recall is the one in Blue Peak, where that individual tried to burn the house. Did burn the house. We barely, we just got out. 19 years, you say. That was my first encounter with him. Yep. Butts up a finger. Hold on just a minute. And he walks over to one of the bookcases and half pulls a book off. There's a click. The case comes out a bit and rolls to the side. <laughs> What's behind it? Behind it is a room only as wide as the bookshelf that rolled away. Okay. But inside there is another smaller bookshelf, a glass case, and a flag hanging up on the wall. The flag bearing the crossed stake and sword. He takes out a book, a bit old, flips through it. 1285, Moon of the Fading. Found and killed the last pack of lichens. He brings the book and hands it over to you. All that I have in there is yours to look through. Where did you get this? Family heirlooms. What sort of family heirlooms? The book you're holding was the log journal of my grandfather. And he was a bastard. <laughs> I have the misfortune to bear his name. Wild? James Wild. As did my father, his father, and his father before him. The Manasic Corps tend to run off of old families. I'm really looking at you skeptically. 
Was he one of the ones that went to my village? To my pack? He would have been the one who sent him. Or one of those who sent him. Is there a name? The names of those that went? When it comes to recording any of that acts, it seems names would drop away and be replaced with numbers. Can I insert him? Yeah. Sixteen. Sixteen. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. So far as you can tell, he is being genuine. And when you brought that gnome saying Vanasi, saying how you knew of things they had done, I figured this was a conversation to be had. I'm get Celine and give her that look of how much do we trust him? Well, I certainly hope the Undertaker has been forthcoming with what he told me about you. And he said that we can trust him. That's enough for me. I do lose the Ace of Cups asking the Zedek. Asking, can I trust this person? And. In the Ace of Cups, a huge cup is being offered to you and you are being invited to reach out and drink from it. This is a symbol of fulfillment, not just emotionally, blah, 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 blah. It, it, the start of a new relationship, being a friendship. This is talking about like romance and stuff, but mm -hmm. I'm taking it as just like a working relationship. Because neither of us are going to run off with you, I don't think. Maybe. Sorry, I'm not really into that. <laughs> it's a good card. It means yes. <laughs> Do you want one of their names? You will not like it. But we have a name if you would like one. Who? I grabbed a poster that I tore off in Ubendale. On a platform to preserve the natural order. He takes it. I saw him shoot my cousin in the head. And who knows how many he got before that. Oh, since he drops the paper on his desk, I can't even—I can't even say I'm surprised. <laughs> I need to find evidence. Well, I can give you what I have here. Unfortunately, I don't think you'll find much evidence in that direction. In what I have, mostly what I have are old mission reports. Which, as I said, tend to use numbers. In that book, 15 years ago, the moon of Wayne. 15 years? Is it in this one? This is the latest. This is the latest book, and yours was close to the last entry, Natalia. So probably not. I, he flips through it. Most recent entry in this book was... 18 years ago, right before my grandfather died. It was my father who got the family out of the Vanasi. 
which was quite a feat, I can tell you. Oh. Don't like people leaving the, the folds. No. Essentially, the way I understood it, he spent his younger years as a full-fledged member <laughs> until uh, he met my mother, who was a bit outside of what they would have called the natural order. Oh. She was able to hide it well, but there was a bit of... Uh, he smiles a bit wider, and you can actually see his teeth are a bit sharper. <gasps> oh. Bit of infernal heritage in there. Oh. Jareth will be happy about that. Yes, he will. Our son. Looks back and forth. <laughs> He's open. Oh, you assumed I was human? Stop it. Adopted. <laughs> ah. What? He is not letting me have any fun today. You had plenty of fun. It just didn't go the way you wanted it. And I did not have any fun, did I? <laughs> In any case, when he left, he did all he could to eliminate his own name from records faked his own death. By that time, I had already been born. He had married my mother while still a member of the Vanasi, and they had managed to keep her infernal heritage quiet, but he knew it was only a matter of time. How have you got that all right? Just. And I'm sitting up top here wondering when those damn fool Venasi are gonna realize that <laughs> they let somebody slip out. I'll give you one information I have, which is unfortunately not that much. Aside from knowing without a shadow of a doubt that one of them's running for fucking office. The dead one that tried to light the house on fire did mention Dust Town. <laughs> Aptly. Well, yes, he did. <laughs> Dusk Down used to be one of the old training posts, as my grandfather has it down. But last entry he had about the place was they had shut that down. That was, however, more than 20 years since that entry was written, so it is possible they've started it back up again. We're gonna make our way there. We have a few stops to make first, and I really want to see that woman dead first. Despite Constable Kremen's enthusiasm on the subject, I doubt she'll be able to get a trial at least for another three day. Yeah. How long does it take to get to Uvendale from here? Like a day? A day. We can wait. I guess we can just go there and come back and let the the maid now. I think we should stay here. I was going to invite you to her interrogation. Please. Please. I would love to. Technically, they don't exactly hand out invitations, but being head of DMP kinda gets you in whatever door you want to walk through. Almost. I'd really like to hear what this one has to say. 
That was some fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. Indeed. That was almost... That was probably worse than the vampire. Vampire? Mm-hmm. Give me this. Show uh, the sky on my sword. Blackwater. Blackwater. Right. When we first really started hearing of you two. <laughs> vampire, you say? Interesting. Yeah, actually, the uh, uh, small goddamn world. Uh, the mist that took her home with the undead kind of coming out of it. Same source. A house that moved. Fueled by the undead. All sorts of cannibal nonsense and... What's that lich's name? Vecna. Vecna. Yeah. Gross. And Victoria Gresham's sister was a vampire. Small world. Yeah, I'm really tired of it. (laughs) Well. Getting around means you get exhausted. (laughs) A lot fucking quicker. Well then, shall we? If Krimen is pushing for trial as soon as possible, her interrogation's probably starting soon. Let's go. Isn't it in the middle of the night, isn't it? It's it's getting late, but... But if they're going to do it, might as well. I mean, you could go in the house if you want. Oh, of course not. Uh, okay. Just, I was merely commenting on uh, how very efficient things are in this city. <laughs> Wonder of technology. Oh, well, when you have a mass murderer and uh, someone that committed the atrocities she did, people tend to sit up and take notice and want to get things done quickly. I know I certainly do. Do follow him. Alright. I like him. So <laughs> he leaves He's you stylish and snarky. Yeah. I like him. <laughs> he leaves Just you keep him. <laughs> we've decided we're going to keep you You go back across the square, takes you back down not quite as far as last time. Not the three layers down, just two. Mm-hmm. Down a couple of stone corridors to these areas that it goes from stone to brick. And there are heavy iron doors set in spaces of two. Mm-hmm. And it goes in pattern of standard latch, heavy locks. Next room down, standard latch, heavy locks. And he takes you down past about three sets of these before coming to one labeled interrogation room number six. Mm. Or, yeah, six. And is about to go for the handle when it turns and opens and out steps a man in a uniform. Deep blue, gold trim. What are, the, like, what are those called? Pauldron? Not Pauldrons? Not, not, not like... Epaulets? Epaulets. Epaulets, yes. And a hat under his arm. Uh, he, he looks at James and nods. James? Oh, uh... Colonel. Didn't expect to see you down here. Interrogation done already? Not as such. And the heavy lock door, like it clicks a couple of times and opens and another person in uniform steps out and closes and latches the door behind the two men in uniform nod to each other. 
Uh, if you'll excuse me, Captain. And they turn and walk back the way you guys had come. Who are they? Top Brass. The yeah, Constable I Top thought, Brass? I thought that was you. I'm Top Brass of the DMP. Those... What are they doing down here? Who are they? They report directly to Lord Mayor Van Alden. This case that big, huh? I guess. Oh, well, after you. And he opens the, just the regular latch door. And the room inside is dark. There is a glass wall on one side, which uh, window to the other room, which is lit, keeping this room in dark, mm-hmm. creating a mirror on the other side. Yeah, got it. Mm-hmm. You guys enter, and in the room across is Victoria, just kind of sitting there. Just looking around. Looking, looking bored. Or inside. There's a bit of a self-satisfied grin on her face. I don't like that. There's a moment and the heavy latches open up and Sarah Kremen comes into the room. Well, now that the gentlemen have asked their questions, it's time for mine. She pulls out of the corner a much more streamlined version of what you had seen at the Gresham household, a phonograph, a recording phonograph, and Mm -hmm. switches it on. State your name for the record. Victoria Gresham. Right. So, Victoria, why don't you tell me what has happened over the last several days from your point of view? This ought to be good. Oh, this ought to be good. (laughs) She holds nothing back. She goes into detail about how her experiments started when she was a young girl, just fascinated with the idea of reanimating through technology. It started with her pet cat. Oh! This monster! Well, now she really needs to die. When she got in her 20s, her experiments became less practical and more academic. Just considering theory and, like, while in, in her childhood she had just thought what could be done, her 20s were mostly considered of what happens when it is done. If someone is reanimated, what would that person be like? Is the soul involved? Is there a soul? And her conclusions on such. She goes through losing her husband and daughter to the same illness that had befallen her sister's family. To the Uh, same illness that... The same, med- yeah, the same illness that eventually claimed their mother and how it destroyed her. And for five years, she set aside the theoretical and went back to the practical. And then she met someone that gave her a breakthrough. Oh, I'm going to kill him. 
I'm going to help. And she lifts up the sleeve on her arm <laughs> to reveal. God damn it! <laughs> two marks on her arm. <sighs> two. Two. So he didn't complete his part. Nor did she. Interesting. Continue, mm-hmm. please. <laughs> Celine just looks like. But he was able to provide inspiration as to how to continue. And then from there, she began making leaps and bounds in her progress until she eventually succeeded. And then you two came and mm-hmm. took it all away from her again. And <sighs> yeah, cry me a goddamn river. Build a bridge and get over it. <laughs> and in addition to the recording, Kremen is making her own notes. Right. Now, of this person that came to you in your cell, what did he look like? Silence. You've been talkative this far. Why stop now? Silence. Right. Well, we'll come back to that then. Let us move on to the ambush that had my officers and the members of the DMP had not been so quick on their feet in thinking you would have died in a fiery explosion. You're welcome. <clears throat> Silence. So she's making lots of noise when she's bragging about her fucking accomplishments, but then the man, anything else. You have essentially confessed to over... 200 counts of murder, desecration of corpses, and aided in the slaughter of dozens, if not hundreds, of citizens of this district. And you keep quiet about a man that came to visit you in your cell. Is, um, Wild still with us? Mm-hmm. He's just kind of sitting there, arms crossed, and his hand uh, his hand resting on his chin. You said you could tell that there was magic on the amulet. Mm-hmm. Can you tell if she is being influenced to be silent? <laughs> or is she just being a penis? <laughs> <laughs> or she is, is she just being difficult? His eyes kind of narrow as he looks. As far as I can tell, she ain't got a scrap of magic on her. She certainly seems stubborn. We had to use two different spells to get her to tell us. Sleep. Or three. Except things that you did. Yeah, what was the other one? What was the other one? Command. Oh, right. Three of them. Magical coercion isn't exactly, uh, Admissible in the courts these days. It's not really coercion, it's just, um. I don't think it applies either way, though. 
I don't regret that we did it though. That warned us about the ambush. And I just keep watching. Ditto. How about coercion by physical means? I ask Wild. <laughs> oh. We'll get to it eventually if she doesn't talk. Do you want to? <laughs> oh. I've seen Sarah conduct interrogations before. She doesn't do them often. Well then, I reach in the bag of holding and pull out the bucket of popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> you hear though on the other side of the glass, Victoria speaks up. A dark man. Dark hair. Dark eyes. Told me they were coming to break me out. Did he now? Did he say anything else, such as being a representative of Walker? Yes, he did. Were the individuals that came and attacked you members of the 42nd? I was told so. Although I believe I also heard that they were members of some other organization. You will be tried in two days' time. Two days, damn it. Better than three. Oh, I'm taken. We could just go back, we could always go back to the spa. Mm. Actually, never, don't, no, I don't like that spa anymore, never mind. I like that spa just fine. Uh, yes, okay, fine. Do you have anything to add to your testimony? Silence. Very well. If I have any more questions for you, you can be sure to hear from me. And she reaches out and she comes over to the door and uh, presses a button. There's a there's a ringing sound, and you hear somebody approach from down the hall. Unlock the door. Take Miss Gresham back to her cell, please. The guard nods and comes and escorts Victoria Gresham out of the room. Well, show's over. That was, uh, interesting. Hmm. Which was interesting. I mean, I, I know what you two told me, but just hearing all that... It was gross. Let me tell you. Smell like delightful. It was yeah. some days I'm glad I'm riding at a desk these days. <laughs> uh, but then you don't get that nice country air out on the prairie. True enough. <sighs> Two days for a trial. Hopefully the trial won't last very long. If she's managed to swing two days, chances are she'll have a hangsman waiting as soon as they convict her. And then she will be at the mercy of the Undertaker. And I hope she begs for his mercy because I would not want to be here going over to the other side. That just means our job for that is done. We can move on to the next part. I must bid you two ladies adieu for the night, then. Thanks for the information and the drink. Both were appreciated. Indeed. 
if you want any more look at that library that of mine that I got, come by tomorrow. Will do. Gotta stop at the library first. We will come over once we are finished at the library. A la bibliothèque. Well, good night. Good night. Bonsoir. Wanna find an alleyway somewhere? Ooh. Very funny. <laughs> Unless you want to pay for a nice hotel. No, I want to sleep in my bed. Yeah, me too. It's my dead things all around. There's probably blood. Uh, we can clean it up later. There's no blood in the bedroom. There better not be. Oh, I'll flip my shit. Alright, <laughs> so we take the horses and we find an alleyway that's very off the beaten path and like behind a in fact, store I use, or something. In fact, yeah. I use minor illusion to make it look like there's nothing here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we just open the doors and close them. Yeah. And uh, is there like a big pile of blood? <laughs> there's some blood on the stones outside. Yeah. I'm going to clean that up. Oh, actually. Prestidigitation. Yeah, can I use prestidigitation to clean it up? You can. Okay. As so I'm looking at this, uh, actually... So I go over to one of those splotches of blood, and I kneel down and I put my hands on it, and it, and a, a cubic foot of it, it just I guess a square foot. Uh-huh. Poof, clean. Oh, that is my new favorite spell of yours. I didn't know I could do that, but I remember Jarvis telling me it could be used as such. Anyway, I go up, go and around and take some time <laughs> and clean up the floor. Oh, yeah. that's gonna save me so much time. Thank you, sweetheart. You are so very welcome. I'm gonna take the horses in and do the nightly yeah. brush, take down, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if I can sleep. I'm a little bit wound up at the moment. You want me to read to you? No. Just anxious. About what? The 42nd have reaches that we don't have. Who's to say they don't break her out or they don't hire someone to be her defense or they don't whisk her away or something. Remember what you told me about Blue Peak? Hmm. We had done everything that we could. No, don't use my words. Don't. No. Oh, oh, what? You can dish it out, but you can't take it. <laughs> no, I know you're right. I'm just... Say she gets out. What do we do then? Go after her again? Yes, we go after her, and this time we use our own method of justice. I'm trying to help her relax. Not like that. Oh, I mean, okay. we can if that would help you. <laughs> I might be a little too distracted. Yes, I know. Are you sure you do not want me to lead to you? I'm really the last one, aren't I? The last what? Like him. Even if you are, then you will not be alone. I know, I'm not alone. I just don't know why I made it out. I had at least 
three cousins. Of the multiple ones I had, they were all, they weren't half, they were full. Full-blooded like him. He could have made it out. The lion wouldn't be so deluded. I hoped that maybe somewhere out there, there might have been some hiding or but I've never found any. Well, you've spent the last 19 years looking for revenge, not looking for lichens. That's true. And it just, if your pack was secretive, there's nothing to say that there aren't other packs that are even more secretive. Now growing up, my papa, he always used to tell me that the pack was the only place that you could be yourself. Hide what you are from the world. Because the world is cruel. And he warned me. Always stay hidden. But after everything happened and I finally came out of the woods, I got to thinking that might have been the reason that we were vulnerable in the first place. So I did everything in my power not to hide. If these fuckers were gonna come after me, at least I'd get to see them. Let them come for you where others can see them. Exactly. (laughs) Didn't really work though. Not until recently. That gnome. That gnome kept looking at me. Even before. Like he knew exactly what I was. What are you thinking? I don't know. But I don't think I was as... unobserved as I thought. Then we will just wait for them to come to us. I'm tired of waiting for them to come to me. I've got to find a way to get to them. And I've got a name. And a place. And you have a a good bank of information, courtesy of James Weld. I have another thought, too. Oh? But, uh, I'm still mulling it around in my head. Oh, what are you thinking? Well, I gotta talk to Ernest first. I gotta see if I can get somebody to do some research. You know how he did research on the aggression? Oh, yes. I want to see if anybody else would be interested in doing that. I want every bit of physical evidence to where they've been operating within the past 19 years and before. So every place that sim has shown up. That's a good, that is a wise idea. I wonder what their, what their motive is. Yes, I know. Preserves the natural order of bullshit, whatever. But why? Best guess? Power. I'll be interested to look through some that information that, uh... Yeah. 
I'm gonna see what Wild says about uh, going through avenues of trying to find out what else this sleazeball's been up to. And if he doesn't have a good idea, then I've got another one. And that one's a bit of a crapshoot. Because there's only one individual that I know of that's a criminal that we haven't killed. Oh. We have no idea where she is. I reach into our bag and pull out the Silver Raven. We don't need to know. We just need to know her name. And we have a name. But I don't want to do that yet until I've got all the options. Also, Liz. Just an idea. We've got three months. Talia. Celine. Is there also a way for you to become full lichen? Would you want to? Why? Just. Is that something that weighs on you quite often? It's not so much that. Oh, darling, it's hard to explain. But you wish you were full lichen? No. I wish that if I am the last, I wish it wasn't me. I wish someone else would have survived that was full lacking. I'm glad it was you. Are you biased? I am biased. But I'm not wrong. Saying that I wish I was full lacking makes me think that my mother was human. She was a good woman. She was kindest person that I think I've ever met in my life. And I I wouldn't want to give that up. No. I do not think it would be dishonoring your mother to After all there are plenty of humans in the world. <laughs> Regardless of if you are the last or not. Yeah true. Well, there really isn't a way to become full lichen that I'm aware of, so. But no. But if there was? Why, you know a potion or something? I don't know, maybe there is. <laughs> I do not know, how much do you know about arcane magic? I don't know very much about it, except that it is weird and it gives you an addict. <laughs> Um, so it was a potion. Yeah, you're going to become full lichen. Would you take it? I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Hmm. I guess I would less like to be full and more like to be closer. If that makes any sense. Not really. I lost everything. My heritage, my people, my stories, my history, all of it. 
That's what I want back. Not, not to be more than what I am. I see. But there's no way to get those back, so. I suppose not. All I can do is make sure those people pay. And remind them just how many lives they've taken. You shouldn't really let me lead you. <laughs> what story you got? And I get up and I go over to a bookshelf and I pull off the melancholy of Lady Anasia. What's this one about? It is about a woman who is the last of her kind. Oh, good lord. <laughs> I read it when I was younger. Is it sad? No. Not really. But sometime you should let me read it to you. Maybe when I'm in a bad mood. I am sorry. I cannot give you what you want. I cannot bring everything back. But I can promise you that you will not be alone. That's more than enough. Promise. Of course. I must get to sleep. <clears throat> Do you fall asleep? Probably not. I think I just lay there for a while. <laughs> Until exhaustion hits. <laughs> I'm awake for a little bit longer, thinking, but I also eventually fall asleep. <laughs> Talia. Oh, okay. <laughs> Both of us like look, started cringing down. It's like, which one, which one? Yes, I'm out of here. I'm, I'm safe, I'm safe. Go on, keep on. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Talia. Mm-hmm. You fall to a bit of a restless sleep. Just everything throughout the day, throughout the last couple days, your mind goes back to that night at your village. Buildings on fire, people running, screaming, shots being fired. There are new faces mixed in with the dream as it kind of twists and turns. You see James running back and forth, yelling for people to run and leave. He comes to you and as you fall down and reaches a hand down to help you up. And as you take it, you look up in his face and suddenly it ages the hair going white, wrinkles forming, liver spots as he raises a pistol with the Venasi emblem on it and shoots down at you. You pull away as the shot's fired and you seem fine, but you turn and run. You run past a gnome holding a boxy gun 
shooting down people. The gun as it lets off shot after shot, the rapid fire turns into a weird laughter in your ears as the cold, dead eyes of the gnome just look on in anger as he mows down your friends and family. You run out into the woods. You run and run until suddenly you find yourself on a cliff overlooking the ruins of your village. You stop. And next to you, sitting on a rock, the warden just sits there and looks down and shakes his head in sadness. And at this point in the dream, you find you you have enough presence of mind to speak. So I can mm-hmm. I can see the village mm-hmm. burning and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So is this? just what I'm imagining? Was this really what it was like? Dreams tend to twist and incorporate what we experience in life. Is there something that you needed to say? I felt there was something you needed to ask. I've got all sorts of questions. Pick one. Am I really the last one? He turns and looks at you. You are the last. Um, I turn around. Can't look at the village anymore. You hear him moving behind you, standing up. The wolf can be wild and cruel, but it is a part of nature. He and I have fought a few times, but I have always held respect for him. It saddens me to see that his line has dwindled so. The only thing I know how to do is to make those pay for it. And what about after? I don't have a plan for after. I've got three months to make sure one of them doesn't get into higher office and go after other people. How many lives are in on jeopardy? If he gets any more power. My son, for one. 
And then there's two more that I have to find. And I'm going to take this whole organization down with it. Be careful, Talia, that in taking them down, you do not go down with them. I'm going to give you something. I turn around. If it's eggs, I'm not hungry. <laughs> it is not eggs. He reaches out and places the palm of his hand on your forehead. And you feel kind of this rush of energy. For after. And then suddenly you wake up. <laughs> it's still dark. Mm-hmm. There's nothing on my forehead, is there? No. <laughs> okay. And I say like really low so I don't wake her up. Next time you decide to pop in, I'm going to ask you why you're so damn intrigued. Is it late enough that I could probably fall back asleep if I tried? Mm-hmm. Okay. I try. I probably eventually do. You try, laying back down. You toss and turn the bed for a little bit and kind of eventually find yourself looking out of one of the mural windows with the magical painting of the moon. It's just, it had already been full a little while ago, right? So it's probably waning now. Looking at it, something just kind of tickles in the back of your mind. You remember A story I think your father told you at some point of how the moon and the wolf were lovers, partners, separated by a great distance. But as you think of it, you you've thought of the story before probably, but you had forgotten parts of it. You remember all of it. And others. You sit there lying in bed going over every story that your father told you. And finally you can remember it perfectly. <laughs> Do I know that's what he gave me? Mm-hmm. Oh, damn it, now I really have to be nice to him. <laughs> no, you don't. 
<laughs> okay, I'll probably just stay up there mm-hmm. for the rest of the night. God damn it. <laughs> Emotional fucking game. Yeah. yeah. It's fun, you guys. It super is, though. It really is, though. Thank you so much for listening to Let's Be Legendary. If you enjoyed our story, please rate and review on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps our numbers and allows others to find us. For news and extra content, visit our website at letsbelegendarypodcast.com. Or follow us on Facebook at Let's Be Legendary and Twitter at Let's Be Legend Pod. More social media links are available on our website, including our Discord server. Please be sure to say hello. We love meeting everyone. To get early access to episodes, art, and exclusive content, consider becoming a patron on Patreon. Bonus episodes, exclusive art, Q&As with the characters, AMAs with the players, and behind-the-scenes material are just some of the things that you'll get as a patron. Find us at patreon.com slash Podcast. Your support keeps this podcast running. Talia Gray is played by Chris Sass Council. Celine Argent is played by Megzi Sass Council. And our dungeon master is Molly Hexcroft. Our producer and lead editor is Molly Hexcroft, pronouns she, her. Producer, director, and editor is Chris Sass Council, pronouns they, them. Producer and art director is Megzi Sass Council, pronouns she, her. For music and sound effects, please visit our website at letsbelegendarypodcast.com for a full list of credits. Celine's tarot deck is The Shades of Magic by Jess Gore, and the tarot guide used in-game can be found at biddytarot.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay legendary. <laughs>